0: Welcome to our latest podcast of the very best from Soul Pepper's Saturday Cabaret series. I'm Albert Schultz, Artistic Director of Soul Pepper. Kevin Fox has been named Canada's most ubiquitous sideman, but I think that Music Nova Scotia got closer to the mark with his nomination as Musician of the Year. But I'm sure you'll be delighted by his unique fusion of classical instrumentation with original popular music. Here's Kevin Fox.
1: the stage because I think everybody I think knows who this is, <laughs> and I don't really need to say anything about him, you know? He plays the cello, he plays the guitar, he sings, he this writes songs, he Patricia arranges, Callahan, everybody. and uh, this is uh, this is his night. Yay. Kevin Fox! Yay. This is one of the first songs that I, I wrote for uh, cello and voice. This is called The Signs.
2: I can't be sure, maybe in the morning, can't you see the signs telling us to turn here? I will be fine once again, someone will help us find. Sounds, I know the air is thick and heavy. Is this the path we chose? Is this where the directions say to be? If I pit close enough, attention to. I know myself. Seem a lot of questions. Can't you see the signs telling us to turn here? I will be fine once again. Someone will help us find out.
1: Thank you. It's a, journey. it's a little journey. So I uh, I started writing songs when I was ten years old. First song I wrote was on the ukulele, and I just I was just telling Trish I just spent two weeks in Kelowna. Um, to all of their elementary schools, all 31 of their elementary schools, uh, three schools a day for two weeks, and basically just exposing what it's like, like to be a professional musician, but uh, um, with an emphasis on the fact that I'm a professional musician, musician playing in the pop world, but I'm playing a classical instrument. So I'm sort of tying in, and, and I'm trying to create this relationship where I was just like you guys were at age whatever, seven on up, or you know, six on up. Actually, it's some kindergartens as well. Um, You know, perhaps being introduced to an instrument for the first time and not knowing, having a clue as to where it could possibly take you. And I chose the cello. They came around and demonstrated in grade four um, a bunch of classical instruments. And I saw the cello, and if memory serves me correctly, I'm pretty sure I thought it was the double bass. And I chose it because I thought it was the double bass. Um, Because my dad um, listens to a lot of jazz, and I loved the walking jazz uh, bass stylings that, that uh, and I just wanted to be a part of that and and of course after I realized it was the cello I for some reason I stuck with it because actually if you chose the double bass then you actually started on the cello and then went on to the double bass that's how the system worked back then so I was actually on the right path but I stuck with cello and never dreaming that you know I I'd always had these two paths the classical studying the cello in the classical classroom but I was, started writing songs around the same age around the age of 10 on the ukulele do you guys want to hear the first song I ever wrote? Which is, I'll play it on the guitar, but it was, it was written on the ukulele. Um, this was, uh, I can't remember the name of the poet, but um, my mom gave me a book of poetry. And in that book of poetry, I was around nine, um, it was a, bo- a poem called Cats, and I wrote my first song, I used the lyrics of this poem. And I wish I could remember the, the author's name. but um, And I don't think, until I started working with Tom, there was one other song that I wrote um First and then the music. When I write a song, I write the music and then I write the words to fit the music. That's always been my way. And uh, recently, Tom Allen, who's in the room, um, we've been collaborating, and uh, he he sent me lyrics, and I wrote music to the lyrics. And it's an interesting, completely reverse process, but just as natural. And and it opened me to, opened up my eyes to the fact that there's other ways of going about it. And you you sort of approach things differently and see things from a different light. And it was it was a neat start and since then I've written a musical and where there was a lyricist and such so um, so so cats here we go cats it goes um uh, we'll key. all right here we go so yeah I wrote this on the ukulele, I was 10 years old first song I wrote it goes, uh, I can't believe I can remember it but it's never left me cats sleep
2: anywhere any table. Any chair, top piano, window ledge, in the middle, open edge, open drawer, empty shoe, anybody's lap will do. Fitting in a cardboard box, in the cupboard with your frocks. Had no idea what frocks were when I was 10, just (laughs) you (laughs) know.
3: Anywhere,
2: they don't care.
1: Cats sleep anywhere. So, so you're reminding me like, bad, eh? So I'd sing that to the, I sang it at all the schools, all 31 schools, like I, I just try to demonstrate anything that would create as well as name dropping of artists that I've worked with that they would know about, like trying to create any connection with them to engage them, right? And I had a lot of fun. It was I, I, I would happily do more of that kind of work, like going into schools, I, I love doing it, so I'm gonna look more into that, but. So I told you a bit about the history of how I came to be writing songs for cello and voice, and this next song I'm gonna play for you is actually the first one I wrote, and I was uh, back on tour with Sarah Harmer, um, uh, mid to late 90s, and, um, uh the way the story goes is I, I wrote three songs I wrote three songs for cello and voice and I was excited about what I created and I was and I the idea of doing a whole album of just songs for cello and voice only using and the concept was basically only using the two instruments only my cello and only my vocal and seeing what I could do with that in the context of an album's worth of songs and uh, so I wrote three songs. Uh, I met my wife to be we got married. And a number of months go by, and I'm talking about this uh, this thing, but I'm not getting any work done. I'm not writing any more songs. And and my wife, who uh, is my booking agent as, uh, as well, uh, finally got to know me well enough to know that I, I'm pretty good with deadlines. So what she did is she booked the record release performance for me a few months in advance, basically giving me three months to get the dang, dang thing done. And it worked. It worked really well. That's how <laughs> that's how we seem to operate in our house. Um, so uh, I had a lot of work to do, but um, I had I had gone out to with a friend of mine. I he used to fly me out before today's technology, where I get to because of digital technology. I do a lot of my recording of the cello for other artists at home, um, at ho- and on my computer, and just send the files to the producer to the artist. But back in the day, I used to get flown out by a producer to Victoria a fair bit, and we. We um, uh, worked all day, and it was like 2 in the morning, and I had an 8 a.m. flight, so he, he had this look in his eye where he just did not want to go to bed, and he, just, he was like, do you have anything else you want to record? So that's how the album actually got started. We did it started in the middle of the night, and I quickly banged off the three songs that I'd written at that time, and this is one of them. And this was written while I was on tour with Sarah Harmer, trying to maintain that relationship I referred to earlier, and that, that's, that's what this song is about. This is a song called Phone Booth.
2: Somewhere below I'm trying.
1: Thank you. There's. I was having a hard time not laughing because there's a line in there that often escapes me for some reason. And I'm driving here and I'm singing the song in my head. I'm going, the line has escaped me. And I meant to check what the line was on my phone because I have the lyrics. And then I start the song and I'm like, I forgot to check what that line is. So (laughs) as that line's approaching, I'm trying to remember and I didn't get it. So I was fudging through one of the vocal lines, but um, I'm sorry. I was that's what I'm most curious about I shouldn't have said anything <laughs> uh, it's in the course I'm trying so it goes
2: and I'm,
1: and I'm trying to call you you're always
2: on my mind
1: what's the next line
2: and there, there is this
1: anyway I'll, uh, I'll get it right next time what is it So, could you tell that I was fudging through that? Here, I'll say it. All right, so this is what the course is supposed to sound like. (laughs) Thanks.
2: And I'm trying to call you.
1: What is the line? (laughs) And there's this weight that. Thank you. Fuck me. (laughs) And I'm trying.
2: And you're always on my mind And there is this way that I'm Trying
1: to understand Following me right... That's what it is. I can't even get it right when I know the line, and I wrote it. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Melissa. So right. so <laughs> I'm I'm it's not often I'm embarrassed, but I'm actually embarrassed right now. All right. Thank you. All right, another story about the making of that album. Uh, You know what? I knew this was going to happen. And you know, as I was talking about Judgment of Paris, I was like, this is
3: ridiculous. I shouldn't be telling this. (laughs) So... Uh, <laughs> Melissa, my daughter, and Laurie, my wife, and I were at the launch of Songs for Cello and Voice, which was, at, which was in, during the terrible storm right. at the Glengaloo Studio. And obviously, Melissa has listened to this album so many times that she knows your words better than you do. Yes. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you that what a, what a tremendous uh, gift that album was, because that winter, was it 2009? Uh,
1: 2008.
3: 2008. And that's when CBC Radio 2 launched its new service.
1: Well, it was, at the end, it was in November of 2008. Okay, so,
3: so it was right after the launch. Yeah. Uh, and for 32 years, CBC Radio 2 specialized in classical music. Yeah. And that was what they did. That's what we did. I was a big part of it. Yeah. And then they went through this big change, which wasn't very well handled and upset a lot of people. And there were all these managers who were all worried, what are we going to do? Are we going to play for these people? Are we going to play the police? Are we going to play this? Are we going to play that? They were like, they were, every day it changed. They said, we need something that's going to make the classical people happy and get the new ones. What's it going And all of a sudden I thought, huh. and I brought in Kevin Fox's Songs for Cello and Voice, and I was a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and we played it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, Kevin... I was
1: always grateful. And, you know, for uh, my shows... Uh, um, and I still do. I, I, I thank CBC a lot for that. And yeah. and it's a way for me to engage in a conversation about CBC because it is a national conversation as to what the heck are we going to... Like, how yeah. can we help CBC, right? And I, and I and in my family, my dad was one of the people who were pissed off with the programming change at CBC. So yeah. it was in my family, and so it was on my mind. And, of course, I, I benefited greatly. They did play a, the songs for cello and voice a and, lot. And I don't mean...
3: And, and for the right reasons, because what Kevin has said is true. He's somebody who understands classical music, and pop music. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of people who do, but very few manage to put it together as elegantly as you do, so Aww, thank you. Oh,
1: thanks, nice to be saying. Thanks for coming up and sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember, because uh, before the record release performance, you actually had me in, and I, we did an interview, Tom. I did I did Q with uh, Gian, and then I went up and did a uh, taped a interview with you, yeah. and then we did a, what do you call them, like, uh, hi, this is Kevin Fox, and you're listening to, yeah. We did, and I remember I did that, and you were like, <laughs> come on, you could be a bit more joyful or something about it, because I must have done it very... Hi, oh, this is Kevin Fox. I was trying to do my radio voice. I was like, come on. And you and I didn't even know each other, but I remember you kind of went, come on, I can hear you saying it. Come on. I love that. And you kicked my little rear end. Fond memories. So just go, not to make too much conversation, but a uh, quick story about the making of that album again. The last song that got recorded was this next one. I probably told the story at Gould. Um, It's called A Way Too Long, and uh, like I said, I write the music first, and then I write the lyrics, right? So I'm, and I had three months to write eight songs or whatever, so, and, and record them. So I'm, I'd written the song, and I'd already recorded the music, all the cello parts, but I hadn't written. And I knew what the melody was going to be, but I didn't have the words written, and I was, I was putting it off and putting it off. And it was the last thing, and um, it was down to the wire to the point where, when you get CDs manufactured, you can send in the artwork ahead of time. Excuse me, so they can get started on that and then send in the music so they can create the actual CD. So I had sent in, I had I had to send in the artwork before I finished recording the music, which meant I had to decide what the name of the song was going to be before I wrote the lyrics. So when I'm writing a song and I'm write, figuring out the melody, gibberish is coming out, but every now and then some words sort of stick. And the first line of the chorus, I'd been singing the words away too long for this, but that's all I had. So I was like... Ianna call it called her way too long and then write the lyrics around that title. And I can remember my wife had to go to a conference or something, so she was on her way to the house, and I was like, okay, I'm going to write the lyrics for that song, finally. And, said, and by the time she got back, I would written it. And it was just another, I'm really happy with the lyrics, and and it's one of those things when you I do work well with deadlines, and I don't work so well when I don't have them, it seems. So this is an interesting, again, an interesting way to write a song where I, I wrote the music. The music, I decided on a title, and then I wrote the lyrics to to fit. And this is a song called A Way Too Long. And I didn't play the song a lot because on the album, some of the songs are just one cello, one vocal, and some of the other songs have multiple cellos parts, like me hitting it as you've seen me do, and the sound of a cello orchestra. And this is one of those songs, and I had no idea how to do it live, and I hadn't spent the time figuring it out. But then CBC started playing A Way Too Long a fair bit, so and I was starting to get requests so I had to figure out how to do it so this is what I came up with I'm way too long
2: I'm moving back to the city hoping to catch my break I've been down this road before and made mistakes I'm hoping this time will be different, hoping my time has come. It's a dream I've had forever and I'm not done. Well, I've been away too long, let's get back to where I belong. Cause I've waited I've got to leave this behind but i know i'm a diamond in the run i know there've been many before me trying to find their way it's a crowded street to walk on any day there's one more chance to be taken one more time to shine and i'm going down this road to make it mine well i've been away too long must find the strength to go on I've been away too long. Must find the strength to go on. Cause of waiting.
1: Thank you very much. This is what I think I'll do. I'm gonna, This is usually my last song, but uh, I, this is, we don't have to do uh, it. I'm, I'm just going to play a song that I would play as an encore, but I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Y- yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do this song, and then I'm going to play another one afterwards. But um, this is what I usually end my sets with because it's uh, my wife's favorite. And uh, it's another cover, it comes from a Joni Mitchell tribute. And this is her song from her album, Blue. This is River. But before I play it, I, I want to say thank Trish. Thanks, Patricia, for, for having me out here tonight. This is really sweet. And nice <laughs> to be part of the Young Center family in a small way. I have great admiration for this building and what they're doing in here. In fact, I was, uh, Albert Schultz, three and a half years ago, bought some farmland, uh, something like 320 acres, I think. Just northeast of where I live in Port Hope, which is about so they're about an half hour and a bit past uh, east of the city, and I'm about an hour. And uh, he bought land right next to a provincial park that his father erected, basically Peter. It's called Peter's Place, Peter's Park, Peter's Woods. Thank you. And which and I've still yet to go in there, but I'm told it's absolutely stunning. Anyway, he he basically um, uh, donated. I think about 140 acres to expand this park and there was a celebration at his farm, so I actually just saw Albert like a week and a half ago, uh, he hired me and his wife hired me to um, come out and play for this, uh, for the Conservancy, it was really sweet. So thanks to, I, I. my point is that I have a big appreciation for what Albert has created here and everybody else that's involved and um, yeah, just my little bit of experience that I've had in this building, it's an inspiring source for all of us artists and and I consider it a privilege to, to have the opportunity to, to play my own music in this building, so thank you. And, uh, and thanks to you all for coming out. I know it's been an intimate evening, but it, to me this is kind of fun. And, and yeah, I hope you guys have felt comfortable and, and uh, I hope you're okay with the casual um, there's some things that I'm going to cringe a bit about after the show if you know what I'm saying <laughs> but, but I, I, they've come out I think in part because of, of the type of audio, like the type of room we have here tonight and it's been intimate and uh, more like a bit of a house concert in a funny sort of way so thank you for creating the evening with me tonight because it would have been a bit weird had I'd just been alone here with Trish <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is River by Joni Mitchell thank you very much
2: Coming on Christmas, cutting down trees, putting up reindeer, Mm -hmm. and singing songs of joy and peace. So I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Little snow here stays pretty green. I make a lot of money. Oh,
1: Thanks so much,
0: everybody. Well, you've been listening to this week's podcast of some of the best moments from the Soul Pepper Saturday Cabaret. This week, featuring Nova Scotia native Kevin Fox. It was recorded last Saturday here in the TD studio at the Young Center for the Performing Arts. Next Saturday at 8.30 p.m., Subha Shankaran and Dylan Bell take us on an international musical grand tour from the Blue Note in Manhattan to the concert halls of Europe and the temples of India, all without leaving the comfort of the TD studio. And, of course, you'll be able to hear some of the highlights in next week's podcast. Just a reminder that all of our previous podcasts are available to stream or to download. Just visit the Cabaret page on our website, soulpepper.ca. Music programming at Soul Pepper is made possible by the Slate family, and our audio programs are thanks to the support of Richard Wernham and Julia West. Kelly Reed is producer of the Saturday Cabaret series, and our podcasts are produced by the Director of Audio Programmings here at Soul Pepper, Gregory J. Sinclair. I'm Albert Schultz. Thanks for listening.